Hi, and welcome back to NRI Women, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. I'm Nanora. And I'm Bettina. Is owning your gene size easy? Not always. Most of us have feelings about our bodies, and for most of us, it is wishing for what we don't have. Slimmer thighs, flatter belly, a bigger bust, and the list goes on. Owning your body means living confidently regardless of what size you wear. And for our guest today, that acceptance came at the age of 40. Joining us in our conversation today is my very dear friend from school, Ruchi Gulati. She's a blogger, the founder of the first thyroid support group in Singapore, and creator of a clothing line for plus-size women, Curvy Craze. She shares with us her story of embracing her curves with confidence and conquering the world with love, fun, and kindness. Growing up, I remember her as one with her passion for life and dancing. But how does she remember it? You know, when I grew up, or when I was growing up, I often see everybody sort of with lanky legs and posture that was straight. And Nanora was probably one of the few people who had such an influence in my life. From uh, probably, you know, she had the first shapely eyebrows amongst us. Um, she knew how to take care of her skin very well, etc. So, you know, you grew up with somebody who knew what she was doing with herself. And I would go back home and my mom was teaching at school. And I would go, go off and back and I would ask my mom, you know, how is it possible that Dinara has eyebrows that are, that are perfect arches? And how come I have hair all over the face? <laughs> and, you know, she would, she would keep saying, uh, your time will come. And, and that I grew up listening to quite a lot. Your time will come. I wasn't, I wasn't a shapely zero ever. I don't remember myself ever being like that. Did I have a problem with eating? No. Uh, was I depressed as a child, sat in front of a television, uh, eating bags and bags of chips? No. Um, my mom ironically taught uh, physical education at school and I was extremely sporty. I represented the school at basketball, at throwball, um, shot putt and, any, and everything else. But I think uh, inside my head and inside my body, I'm probably a petite and that's what I was called when I went to the US. So that I actually stood in front of everybody in that store and started screaming, Hallelujah, <laughs> because, <laughs> because I was finally told, you're not fat, you're just curvy. And I think that's where, that's where that sort of, you know, it just hit the right note. I was always curvy. I just didn't understand um, pretty much the norm of being curvy because now it seems to be acceptable. Back then, um, I think you had to be shapely uh, and thinly shaped to be acceptable. Society's perception of overweight people is that they are lazy and undisciplined and the thin are a symbol of hard work and discipline. The reality is that these are misconceptions and a person's size is not an indicator of their abilities. Ruchi has been curvy for as long as she can remember. She's also always been confident about herself and her abilities. And yet, despite her self-assurance, she tried hard to lose the weight to fit in with the societal definitions of healthy and productive. I've actually dreamt of things like that, which is so funny. I can actually make a movie out of it. Is that in the night, somebody would prick me and, you know, like a balloon leaves air, it'll go... 
then I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be Deepika Padukone. Uh, I remember, I think, the year '96. That's when I got married, and I think just about two months before October, I went on this crazy uh, phase of being anorexic. So I was eating an apple a week and just living on water and exercising like there was no tomorrow and exercising as to walk um, you know so there was this little so sick temple very close to my grandma's house which was on a hill so you could walk around the temple and I would you know I think the whole sort of circumference around the temple must have been a kilometer and a half and I would do 15 20 so I would just keep walking like a mad person. And I did. I lost a lot of weight. I think I lost about 18 or maybe 19 kilograms in that span of whatever, 35, 45 days. But it came back and it came back so hard. Um, I don't think I ever lost it. So I, I've now stopped weighing myself because it's just too embarrassing to see the figure that I don't want to see. In a 2017 Reuters online poll, 61% of respondents blamed obesity on personal choices about eating and exercise, and that perception is far from reality. Research has shown that anything from genetics, economic status, upbringing, and the way parents talk to their children about weight all have a bearing on obesity. Ruchi didn't know it then, but there was an underlying reason that made it hard for her to lose weight. No amount of exercise or dieting or eating right would sort of bring or tip the scale downwards. Um, you know, and it's not so much about the weight. It was just about, I think the, the thing that worries me or worried me before was not being able to pick off what I like to wear off the shelf. And I think that basically took me to a doctor. So I was working out with a trainer and I passed out in the gym. And she thought I, you know, I had a heart attack uh, carrying weights and I died. But <laughs> lucky her, I came back from the dead. So I found out basically that my thyroid was autoimmune. Uh, there are different kinds, right? There's hypo, there's hyper. And within that, if your immunity is not so good, you get an autoimmune disorder. It's called Hashimoto's. And I have that, unfortunately. Has it played havoc within my body? I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, but again, I think the optimism of, of just being alive and being normal, being able to walk um, and not let anything dampen your spirit, I think, you know, you half of your illness, if it is one, is in your head. That's what I believe. So thyroid is a butterfly gland on your throat, inside your throat, that is like the thermostat to the body. It controls your entire body's functioning. So it's that important. The diagnosis meant that Ruchi had answers to some of the questions, but it also raised new ones. What caused it and how to manage her condition? Um, there are symptoms. You lose a lot of hair, um, your skin gets dry, your eyes are dry, your skin starts to get very flaky, um, and then you're very tired. So there are good, good days and there are bad days. And there are some days that you don't know what hit you. So I don't really know um, what actually causes it. But my, I mean, from all the research that I've done, my main guess is the food that we ingest. Unfortunately, it's coming back to 
what we put inside our body and your hormones react to that. From my research, what have I found? That I think if your gut is clean, you primarily can help your thyroid work out much better. So daily dose of exercise, eating right, and eating right is timely portioned meals, uh, and nothing is better than ghalka khana, nothing. So anything that you cook at home, unfortunately everything is coming back to how we grew up, eating ghee, um, unfortunately wheat, and that's something that I'd like to sort of point out. So unfortunately wheat is no longer wheat, it is now a culmination of wheat, corn and soy. Soy is a man-made uh, product, it, is, it, it does not come naturally. So anything that's genetically modified, I think wheat probably is the one. Because what happens is that it's grown on the same uh, field. So what they do is they plant wheat first, they cull it, they plant corn on it, they cull it and then they, pour, they plant soy. Like I was saying, soy is something that's man-made, unfortunately, which seemed to be the superfood a couple of years ago. Everybody and their mother was ingesting soy. Soy, unfortunately, is poison for the thyroid. So anybody who's suffering from hypothyroidism should stay far, far away from soy. Apart from the diet changes, what else helps Ruchi maintain her thyroid? I'm big into meditation and Reiki, which was just a, it just fell into my lap, like some of the things that I've been lucky enough to receive from the universe. So I practice a, a meditation on a regular basis because that is something that calms me. I now practice Reiki, which is basically working with energy that you actually contain within yourself. And you, you basically heal yourself from your palms. So the belief in Reiki is that all humans have enough energy that you can absorb from the universe and you can heal yourself. Ruchi has an education in HR, but her underlying passion has always been fashion. Her plus size means her options are limited in the ready-to-wear retail environment. And so she decided to solve that problem for her and others like her. Um, I was just so fed up of everybody saying, you're fat, you can just wear a kaftan. So if you fold a, a fabric over and you cut a, a three holes, two for your hands and one for your neck, that's a kaftan. That's not how fat people dress, unfortunately, for whoever's trying to design for us. Um, so I'm now trying on this sort of jihad, if I can use that word, to try and tell everybody that, you know, we don't need to be dressed in loose. There's nothing to hide. We all have to embrace our curves. And fortunately or unfortunately, when people are big, that does not mean they cannot dress up. So I'm, I'm on this sort of vengeance uh, that I need to get completely changed. And I know there are so many people like me who are there already um, trying to get a lot of big people's clothes out there. They, it used to be called fat clothes. Thankfully, there were enough people who said you can't call us fat anymore. So I've just recently launched Curvy Craze, uh, which is basically trying to dress the curvy with confidence. And what I did was um, it, it started with the, you know, all of us, people like me, going into exhibitions and trying to find clothes. And like I said in the beginning, that, you know, you can't just sort of pick up things off the hanger and say, okay, I'm going to wear this today. So it, came, it became so annoying to be told, oh, sorry, I'll just make it in your size and have it sent to you. 
um, there was nobody who was doing it and it would take three weeks by the time the whole world had worn it, washed it and shoved it in their cupboard. And then you get a chance to wear it. I said, you know, this is not happening. I'm going to take this in my hand and I'm going to do it. So I just launched the first collection, so to speak, about three weeks ago. And I was just so proud of myself because everybody that came in could find something that they could pick off the hanger and wear right away. Setting up her label, Curvy Craze, would not have happened without Ruchi fully embracing her curves and the knowledge that her thyroid wasn't functioning the way it was supposed to. It means she takes an active role in her own health and is keen to research and know things she would not have followed before. And this shift in her thinking has happened over a period of time. Well, if I was given a choice, maybe five years ago, I would say, you know, if God came down and said, okay, what's that one wish you want? Uh, I would have said, okay, please make me size zero. Today, if you ask me, I'd say I want to be in Karan Johar's next. So that is something that I think you change perspective so quickly because everybody has a shelf date. And I've now realized that in my quest to try and, and be perfect for who, um, you know, my husband doesn't care. He, I, he fell in love with a big person and he's skinny as skinny can be. But we look good together. I think everybody accepts that. And if they don't, I really don't care anymore. So, you know, I think for me, uh, the shift in my head was the day I turned 40. And I'm, I've never been apologetic about anything that I've done. I think that's what sort of keeps trudging me along. I'm an overtly optimistic. And I believe that, you know, there's place for everybody in this world. I know now that thyroid is going to be lifelong and unfortunately I have to carry this weight so I'm trying on a regular basis that it doesn't go out of hand uh, you know it's easy to just sort of lay back every morning and say oh forget it I don't want to go to the gym um, versus okay let me finish my 10,000 steps so that you know I so I'm not I'm not crazily obsessive about being size zero anymore if, if that makes sense but I am obsessive about sort of everybody trying to embrace on how they look a few extra pounds killed nobody Ruchi loves her curves she has detached from the stigma that comes with the word fat and hopes one day all women can embrace their bodies the way they are and for everybody to offer the same dignity and respect to people irrespective of their size the thing is everybody cannot be Kim Kardashian nor can anybody be Deepika Padugan. They have an army of people that take care of them, cook for them, exercise for them, with them, and, and more. So when I say, you know, so with uh, Curvy Craze, the, the tagline that I wanted was dress your confidence. So there's only one of you. There's never going to be another one of you. It's easier to accept the way you are, fat arms, thin legs, um, you know, whatever. It's just it's just the way you're going to be you can make yourself look beautiful every day you don't have to be um, you know a movie star to do that everybody's learned this there are enough and more videos trying to tell you how to take care of your skin do your makeup get your hair done etc I think just being grateful for this life being kind and carrying a smile because that's the only I mean you know fat thin lanky small short tall everybody smiles and everybody should smile it's just the easiest accessory that one person has 
that should be used in abundance so when i when you say you know how do you embrace it you just have to you don't have a choice everybody has to expire at some point in time you might as well dress while you have hair eat while you still have teeth and wear that lancome or whatever cream you want to while you still have skin because you know at the end of the day you're not going to have it so you know if you feel if i feel like having a bagel i i do it i'm not going to kill myself over something uh, just because i have to be gluten free keto free aip free i mean it's just so much jargon out there that it is for one human to embrace all of it is so down difficult uh, it's just easier to just be ruchi kit winslet rubber wilson amy shuma nidhya balan all share the same message beautifully summed up by tara banks girls of all kinds can be beautiful from the thin plus sized short very tall ebony to porcelain skinned the quirky clumsy shy outgoing and all in between it's not easy though because many people still put beauty into a confining narrow box think outside the box pledge that you will look in the mirror and find that unique beauty in you And that's a wrap for season 2. We've come a long way from when we began podcasting in March of this year. Who knew two close friends with one vision to inspire and be inspired would make a small difference in the podcasting world. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank a few people who've made this season possible. Firstly, we'd like to thank our editor, Dipti Shivish, for being patient with us and bringing our episodes to life. Every time we talk to an NRI woman who has a story to tell, we learn something new, and the learning lingers on long after the episode has been aired. We're very grateful for this whole new world filled with so many talented people, for a new chapter in our respective lives, new friends, new hopes and dreams. But none of this would have been possible had it not been for your constant support and love and listening. So thank you to our guests and our amazing community of listeners. As this year comes to an end, we are thankful and very grateful for what we have. For the family we love, the friends we cherish, and for the blessings that are yet to come. We wish that your Christmas sparkle with moments of love, laughter, and goodwill, and may the year ahead be full of contentment and joy for each one of you. Have a merry Christmas, and we look forward to sharing our new episodes with you in March 2019. I'm Bettina and I'm Nenora until then keep learning keep inspiring and be kind be sure to listen to our fellow podcaster explain to me they're available to listen to on any of your favorite podcast platforms in a world where brown people are told to turn their shit down Four people of color have conversations and get real. 2018, your self-care. Mm-hmm. You're finally evolving, but still have work to do. Just want to be free, most of all. Why is it so easy to completely ignore the history of people? So I stress that to the listeners. And everyone, I guess, says that, you know, figure out your piece in the whole revolution. And please, please do. Which is inclusive of all different colors. Listen to Explain to Me on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spreaker.